This is Cole Zerman, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Farm news on the Red River Farm Network on this last trading day of 2023. I'm Don Wick, along with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have a report from Whitney Pittman and Tyler Donaldson. Sunshine and highs in the 30s and low 40s are expected as we head into the New Year's weekend. A cold front will move through the region and the National Weather Service says that will bring a small chance of light snow flurries to northeastern South Dakota and west central Minnesota. No accumulation expected. Temps will drop as we go through the weekend, but highs in the 20s and 30s will still be commonplace. South Dakota State University Extension climatologist Laura Edwards says the Midwest and especially the eastern Dakotas and Minnesota have seen significantly less snow than we're used to. Edwards expects that to continue. That is one part of an El Nino winter where we often see less snowfall than average, particularly in the eastern Dakota region. Most mostly due to the warmer temperatures, not necessarily because we get less precipitation in general. So um, as far as total precipitation looking ahead for the rest of the winter, it's still kind of a toss-up. Um, not quite sure uh, either way, wetter or drier, uh, where we'll end up for the winter. Um, and El Nino doesn't really tell us a lot that way. I at least anticipate less snowfall than average, mostly because of the warmer temperatures. Northeast South Dakota has seen improvements in soil moisture. One thing with the rain that we've seen the last couple days, uh, we really gained soil moisture, which is kind of funny to think about here in late December. Um, but we did a very dry November, pretty dry fall, and so we were able to replenish uh, some of that soil moisture. So again, I think we're in decent shape, I'll say, uh, to start the spring 2024 season, If we, even if we have no more gains uh, the rest of the winter. We have a little more room still uh, for some moisture. We're not saturated all the way, which also is a good thing uh, should we see some snow, uh, snow melt runoff in the spring. The Red River Farm Network is continuing our countdown of the top 10 stories in agriculture over the past year. Foreign ownership of farmland was an issue heard in Congress and the state legislatures throughout the country this past year. The story really began when a Chinese company called the Fufeng Group purchased land near Grand Forks to build a corn processing plant. Opponents saw this as a threat to national security because of its proximity to the Air Force Base. That project was terminated early in the year, but the issue of foreign ownership of farmland became a national story. The Federal Reserve aggressively pushed the benchmark interest rate to its highest level in 22 years and is ranked as the sixth most important ag story of the year. With inflation easing, the Federal Open Market Committee held its key interest rates steady for the third consecutive time in December. The Fed indicated three interest rate cuts could be coming in 2024. In a split 5-4 decision, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld California's controversial Prop 12 initiative requiring the pork sold in the state to be raised under certain housing standards. The same mandate impacts veal calves and egg-laying hens. That ruling is the number five story of 2023. Prop 12 is impacting livestock farms, meat processors, and consumers. Massachusetts has a similar policy that uh, will be implemented on January 1st. Legal challenges are continuing. 
You can join the Red River Farm Network during agriculture today for the rest of our top 10 countdown list for 2023. Well, details have emerged from Wednesday's closed-door meeting between U.S. and Mexican officials. Mexico's president said both sides have agreed to keep border crossings and rail bridges open. That follows the recent five-day closure of the Eagle Pass and El Paso-Texas border crossings. Joint communique promotes orderly, humane, and regular migration while being committed to a positive trade relationship. Over the past week, temperatures were as much as 20 degrees above the average for parts of the upper Midwest and northern plains. The drought monitor reports soil moisture conditions improved in parts of western Minnesota, northwest Iowa, and western Illinois. Thirty percent of the winter wheat nationwide is in drought. That compares to 69 percent one year ago. The monthly drought update includes continued drought conditions across far northern North Dakota and northern Minnesota. That same situation is being seen in extreme southwestern Minnesota and southeastern South Dakota. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Cattle producers in North Dakota had a strong 2023. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. NDSU Livestock Development Specialist John Biermacher says the last growing season gave cattle producers a chance to keep more heifers to add to cattle herds in parts of North Dakota. I think in North Dakota, relative to other places in the country, last year they actually got some timely rainfall out west in places in the state where beef cattle operations kind of are king, and therefore they were able to produce, they were able to have better pastures. They were actually also able to have a bigger uh, harvest in terms of hay production and, and animal feed production, and that that has helped North Dakota, even though some of our neighbors down south ha haven't had it as good. Locking in price guarantees can be helpful for producers. You can use some risk management, use some marketing uh, tools, and I, and I do encourage uh, livestock producers to do that. I'd, I'd rather see them lock in some guarantee than to take a chance. But things, things do look better here over the last year because we've got some timely rain and prices are good. And eventually, you know, it, it's how it goes. Eventually the nation will rebuild and it will expand and we'll expand to the point where we have more than we need and prices will come back down. And it's just a, it's, it's a very long-term cycle in terms of price and, and, and supplies. Reporting Agriculture's Business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Pioneer field agronomist Christy Sundeen says there are new options for growers for the 2024 growing season. We launched a brand new series here this fall, the Z series, so we're moving away from the A series. We still have A series products that are outstanding, uh, but we're looking into a new series called the Z series. Uh, we saw some genetic gain with that in terms of better yield potential. And everything that we launch now moving forward is 100% uh, Enlist uh, E3 technology. So that's a big one for us. Uh, we're going to start making some changes here in the corn market, too. Uh, we're going to be moving away from AcreMax into PowerCore Enlist. Really excited about what our new Z-Series is going to show for us and what we'll be able to see this summer. The supply of top-selling products may be running low, but Sundin says solid genetics are still available. Right now, I say most from a supply standpoint, we're still sitting pretty strong. Uh, obviously, our top-selling products are probably on the sold-out 
uh, but we still have a lot of good products that are still available. If guys are interested, um, just give their local sales rep a call and they'll help them with that. Rock and roll agronomy crop consultant Jason Hansen encourages farmers to take advantage of available information over the winter. There's an, always opportunities to uh, network with people, go to a lot of meetings, take in a lot of stuff. I just, the University of Minnesota, North Dakota State University Extension, they're putting in a lot of good stuff. A lot of private industries uh, putting on their meetings as well. Encourage people to take all that in, take in shows, and uh, yeah, just uh, talk to other people as we go into this next year. I think it always helps. Hansen is an organizer of Agronomy on Ice that takes place in early February. Some adjustments may need to happen this year, but the event will go on. As everybody's experienced outside of this ice storm, uh, we're just having a tough time putting ice on the big water at Devil's Lake. I think currently we're sitting around six to eight inches out on Curl Bay, and we're down to a month. We're going to have our event February 7th. Uh, we take safety very seriously. And if things don't improve, we will still have the event. We will just have to adjust in how we do that. And Woodland Resort has always been very accommodating for that. January soybeans expire at the close of business today. Van On and Company market analyst Steve Witt says soybeans have been the most volatile market going into the holiday weekend. If you look at the overall structure, soybeans have kind of been the last market standing. You know, wheat has went down. Three-year lows took that out, continued to fade lower, have made modest recoveries. Corn pretty well faded off the highs, and the beans are hanging on, but don't know if that's going to happen in the next week. Trade volume is light, but markets have normal hours today. The markets will be closed Monday. There will be a hard open Tuesday morning at 8.30. South American weather likely will be a major consideration once that trading resumes. CONAB will release its next Brazilian crop production report January 10th. USDA has its S&D numbers out on the 12th. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. A lack of major changes in the South American weather forecast had traders taking risk premium out of the soybean market yesterday. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Sam Hudson said the path of least resistance is lower. Yeah, it's kind of bearish by default because you know we're continuing to kind of avoid the worst case scenario. Uh, I do expect that uh, we continue to see production forecasts trimmed down there, um, but the. the challenges the pace at which they can be done at and the fact that we're still sitting on so many old crop inventories both here and in South America. Hudson is not expecting much upward movement in the grains. To me I feel like uh, you know the corn market has a pretty good chance of staying pretty well suppressed uh, just flat price in general between now and March 1st um, you know and then after May 1st uh, you know things could really get spicy depending on uh, you know that world weather again but it, you know I think the biggest challenge is that time frame in between because if we start to realize they are going to have maybe a, an okay crop uh, then they're going to have to auction off a lot of those old crop supplies uh, and compete with our export market throughout. There are opportunities to improve U.S. dairy policy, but the farm bill de delay is having an impact. With more, here's Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Tyler Donaldson. Danny Munch, an economist with the American Farm Bureau Federation, says that many of the dairy-related farm bill priorities are being delayed until Congress is back in session next year. Some of our dairy-related farm bill priorities are on the back burner. So this includes things like pricing-related adjustments we were looking for, like an authorization of a mandatory and audited survey of processor costs and yields, a switch back to the higher of class one mover, and authorizing modified block voting, as well as some of our dairy margin coverage changes related to production history and tier one coverage limitations. Munch also says that dairy margin coverage will be looked at in early 2024, 
but there is no date in mind for when enrollment will be reopened. Area margin coverage enrollment has still not yet been reopened. I actually reached out to FSA and they said language in the 2018 Farm Bill requires regulatory change that they have to publish in the Federal Register before they can actually hold the sign up. So there's a delay there. There's also some software updates they said they had to put in place first. So they don't have a date in mind yet, but said enrollment will occur. Once it does open, they say protection should be retroactive to any months that it's delayed through. This is Tyler Donaldson with the Red River Farm Network. Checking markets, we have Minneapolis week two and a half higher for March 728 is the quote. May two and three quarter better. Chicago wheat March a penny higher and we're four cents higher for KC wheat, that March contract. March corn, four seventy-two and three quarters, one and a half lower. The soybeans January down by three cents, thirteen oh two and a quarter. Checking the farm calendar, the Wild World of Weeds workshop is coming up January 16th. They'll have an in-person version of that event at the Fargo Dome and a virtual option available as well. Again, that date is January 16th. The Red River Basin Land and Water International Summit Conference will be held January 16th through the 18th. That meeting will be held in West Fargo. And uh, Bean Day, the North Harvest Bean Growers Association hosting their annual Bean Day event, January 19th, of course, in Fargo. Have a great day. Happy New Year. This is the Red River Farm Network.